Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Kieran here, just hopping in ahead of today's episode to let you know that unfortunately we will not have an episode releasing next week, but we will be back uh, the week after, so a fortnight from now. So do not fret, you will get your Babies with the Boys juicy goodness soon enough. Um, but otherwise, enjoy this slightly bumper length episode. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. See you later. Hello and welcome to Bevies with the Boys, episode 24, and we have a very special episode this time round, ladies oh, and gentlemen, because we have um, we have a mysterious guest who you may just heard rumblings of then, <laughs> a very special guest my, who we've never had on I the made, episode before. I made my rum too strong and it really, it really like stripped the pain out of my mouth. This is podcast convention, you're not allowed to speak until I say your name. <laughs> my I name is Kieran. And My today name is, is Tom. No, <laughs> you've ruined everything. <laughs> You're gonna have to edit that. I can see the waveform; it's gone crazy. Good luck, That's bitch fine. boy. I won't. I'm just gonna oh. blow everyone's ears from. Should the we just start again? What is this? This is fucking mania. Anyway, episode 20, uh, 34. Oh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> you throw me off. I had a fun bit lined up, and then you, you so thrust your you head can in. Do and... the bit. You can do the bit. I'll allow it if you want. No, that's it. That's all I had. So it's me, Kieran. Okay. Tom's here as well. We're here to talk about things, and Tom is gonna get hammered uh, at the same time. So yeah. there you go. Um, Which is what it's turned into. Normal. It was beverage <laughs> of the boys. Now it is. You listen to me get drunk while you have a nice soft drink. I I, I occasionally have an alcoholic drink. I'm just I, I don't know. More and more lately, and this kind of goes against the uh, the ethos of the podcast, if you will. Um, I'm not really an evening drinker during the week. I've kind of just become no. like I feel like I don't know. My uh, I hope this doesn't get too serious all of a sudden. But my Let's get um, really into it. <laughs> well, my my relationship with alcohol has kind of ebbed and flowed over the last few years, and not in the sense I was ever concerned that I had like a problem, uh, as in like an alcoholic kind of issue. But like I feel like especially off the back of university, and I don't know if you'll feel the same because you are still quite the uh, the bevy boy. <laughs> that's that's um, not very pointed. But I, I feel like I did reach a point where I was kind of drinking just for the sake of getting shit-faced and I've sort of recalibrated a little bit now and I kind of enjoy alcohol a lot more because I drink it more, um, you know, a, a little less frequently than previously. And also I just, I think I drink for different reasons. I feel like there were certainly points where I relied on alcohol as like a, a social lubricant, um, whereas yeah, now it's just... a crux for conversation. Well, exactly. And now I feel like, Partly through, you know, doing this podcast with your wonderful self and partly through just forcing myself to uh, become more of a social butterfly. I don't really need alcohol as much in that sense. And so when I do drink it, it's just more of a, a mood enhancer, which is quite nice. Uh, but yeah, sorry to sorry to suddenly get very serious uh, all of a sudden. But. It's, the, it's the moral episode of the Beverage of the Boys. We're going to start talking fables. We are. That's that's your moral, is it? You you get everything. That's how I learned every moral. <laughs> Children's fables, medieval fables. <laughs> Tom still stones witches if they can. If women know how to count, he thinks that that's illegal and they need to be. Uh, never mind. Um, anyway, <laughs> what have you? I don't really, know. I really spun away from you. What have I've, you been doing? I've been apart dying. from dying. I've been dying for a week. Yeah, I've had 
every single symptom of COVID and I haven't yet tested positive for COVID. Oh. And you got it at the worst time where it's not even cool to have it anymore. It's lame. No. <laughs> I got it and Boris kicked out my door, called me a dweeb and ran away. He did, yeah. I you really can't even get like time it. off work now. And that was what people were bloody pouring, what was it, citrus tests all over yeah. there. Um, oh, I had... I got time off work because I couldn't leave my bed. Well, yeah, I suppose so that I is... I had a great time. <laughs> you didn't get fun time off work, though. You got, like, you know, your incapacitated time off work, <laughs> which is never great. I just, yeah, I just went down. But, yeah, but that meant that I've spent a lot more time in my flat, and that has led to wacky shenanigans. Oh, I am too very Too many intrigued. wacky shenanigans. Share some I've of those shenanigans. Of, I've had a bunch of weird stories recently. Yeah. So, first off, I've been having a showdown of a baby (laughs) (laughs) what like maggie simpson style with that baby with the monobrow just passes by your window pretty much it terrified every morning recently i've been getting up and then throwing on a my sort of ragged dressing gown and hobbling into the kitchen (laughs) to be like oh i I need something fueling me for today Mm. and where my kitchen window is it sort of overlooks a car park and then there's other apartments on the other side and then one family has decided to put a baby bouncer in front of the window, obviously so the baby can look out and see really nice parallel parking and learn future life lessons when it's jumping about. Of course. <laughs> and what this leads to is every single morning, I go to the sink, I wash up something, pour myself some cereal, I look up and then there's just a baby just bouncing, staring <laughs> deep into my soul every morning. I don't know. I it do, doesn't leave. It certainly sounds like you framed this as more of an antagonistic relationship than I I'd imagine. I don't think the baby's clued in on the fact you guys yeah. are enemies. It holds up It holds up a very mean and detrimental picket sign the entire Does time. It? What does the sign yeah. say? I can't be witty enough to think of that okay. quickly enough. Come on now. Thank you for setting there's up only, a joke that you refused. Fucking hell. It's well, most of what I do. Wacky I'm, Shenanigan I'm, 2. Wasps oh, okay. invented the play again. Un- oh, wasps are back. Are. How yeah, are wasps, wasps back? Are back? Wasps aren't even allowed out until like April. That's the law. <laughs> They've been locked in. Yeah, no, this morning I was woken to screams and shouts of just their back. And then oh. I just ran, and then my girlfriend ran out of the bathroom as the wasps had descended through our tiny little extractor fan. Not even Ooh. an open window. They're breaching. That's disgraceful. Was there many wasps? Mm. There was only one this morning, but I know there's be more. I need to start building the defences. Yeah, I didn't know that wasps were, as I said, I didn't know A, they were allowed, or B, that they were just around at this time. So I'm, I'm horrified to learn you've already encountered some. I've seen a yeah. fair few little bumbly bees, and I love a bumblebee. They are very sweet, and they you, do jobs. You fucking hate a wasp. That's your nightmare, oh, being stuck in a small room of one. Honestly, that the idea of that is hell. Like, not even, that sounds like a fun little podcast exaggeration. I would probably throw myself out of that window, even if it was a million stories up in the sky. I, yeah, anything that buzzes aggressively. Bees are okay. They buzz, they buzz friendly. Um, buzz aggressive. You know, you can hear the buzz. You can hear the sound of a wasp or a hornet or any kind of thing like that. And you're like, get the fuck away from me. This is the worst situation. Um, what's, have you got any other wacky scenarios from this? Are you sure you uh, saw wasps or are you just in some sort of This might be one flu, fever dream. You know, yeah, fever haze. 
I did basically prop up Beecham's as a company with the amount of cold and flu syrup that I've been drinking. So I'm glad could you contextualise that. I don't really yeah. know what Beecham's is. So. There you go. That's for the diehard Beecham's fans. That's a little plug <laughs> and sponsorship. <laughs> Mix it with your rum. That will go down well. You probably have been. Oh, I'm assuming. <laughs> You've got no proof of any of these. Well, I have. I know uh, you as a person, so that's all yeah, the proof I need. Thank you. Thank you for the character profile that you're, you're welcome. Of me. Right. Um, and the last one is just the shocking amount of life insurance calls I've been getting now. Oh, really? What yeah, people have heard? <laughs> word on the street is you're going to die. I just started getting life insurance calls. Oh dear! And they don't, they don't leave because I've I don't know how you are on spam calls because I assume you also get them a bunch as well. Um, uh, less I, often than sometimes at the minute. Yeah, less often. Uh, so <laughs> no, that's very descriptive. That's less very often than sometimes. <laughs> in visualizing how many you get. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, but I, I feel really mean just hanging up because I'm like, it's a person. Oh, I absolutely I'm don't. Chat with them. Um, and I had free life insurance calls, basically. And it started with me just being like, oh, no, I don't need life insurance. And they were like, oh, but are you aware that when you retire? Because I was like, I get it through my work. It's fine. I went, are you aware that when you retire at 65, you <laughs> won't be covered? I'm like, don't don't need to deal with that right now. No, I'm a little you're bit. not going to make it to uh, 65. <laughs> no, I'll go out in burning glory. And it just ended with because they came one after the other. I just got frustrated enough to the point where I think I shocked the old life insurance woman she, where she was just saying, just, ah, oh, you, you need it. What about, what about your family? What about your kids? I was like, fuck them. I'll be dead. I don't really care past that point anymore. <laughs> Wow, you're trying Actually, to upset old ladies. Up. Yeah, did not like it. <laughs> All right. So that that those are the wacky shenanigans I've been dealing with. That's uh, the entire life I've lived for the past week. Well, it certainly sounds like it's been quite an adventure for you. Um, oh, I'm, I'm glad you've made it through, but I, I don't know how you have. You know, it sounds it's it's been a real roller coaster right. of a week. This is why I'm not going to hit 65. I've got about three more weeks <laughs> left, in me. Jesus. Well, good thing you're making use of them by recording podcasts. Um, exactly. One of the one of the very timely things, actually, I wanted to speak with you about, uh, just on the note of you being ill and lazing around the house like the lazy bum you are. Um, oh, you. I'm assuming you haven't had much time, or you've had time, but haven't had much. Uh, drive to binge a bunch of tv um but as we know you know that is something that people do when they laze around the house yeah. i mean um, that's where you'd be wrong oh okay you have but but I'll let, binged a bunch of tv yeah i'll let you go for your very clear transition first and then well, i'll weigh in i mean it's it's less of a transition and i've it's kind of the topic like i just <laughs> i um <laughs> i i realized so recently i finished watching inventing anna i think i mentioned it a while ago before i started watching it i finished it now it's very enjoyable but and there's a big but um it is nine episodes long each of which is mm. slightly over an hour um and it is a story that could undoubtedly have been told in three episodes maybe <laughs> and it made me kind of realize That's between a lot of padding that is a lot of padding um and between that and i don't know kind of some other tv i've been watching recently uh severance to be honest like that program i mentioned the other week about um you know the sci-fi thing with people who work in the office is yeah. i don't know if i'm any any longer uh, cut out for the the binging tv lifestyle i just don't know whether that's something that's universal that maybe you've also felt is that like the way there's just too much content and it's all thrown at us so quickly and it doesn't have any sort of lifespan or whether I'm just unique in that and it's like a personal attention 
uh, deficit, I suppose, kind of thing. Like, what, what? First of all, what have you been binging over the last few uh, uh, days? So, like the Thanosian creature that I am, I like to collect every streaming service. Right. And I remember okay. you talking about a particular show called Severance on <laughs> Apple TV. Yeah. A system that I never. Which I'll get. I, I've got a whole topic of streaming platforms later that I want to get your opinion on. So we'll circle back. But oh for my now, goodness. I sat down, went to watch a nice bit of Severance, and I immediately turned it off because there was another show that caught my eye called Mr. Corman. I uh, don't know what that is. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I oh, yeah. I think he directed, wrote, and he stars in it. Um, and it's basically about a kind of failed musician who has become a teacher, and he's like, well, life kind of sucks. Mm. Uh, it's not great. It's very, I found it a very good sort of, ble- and this is it, not to elevate it to this status, but just to give you an idea of the theming of the show. It's very much BoJack Horseman meets Atlanta. Okay, where it's that's quite the shining combo. a light. Yeah, it's sort of shining a light on that sort of mental aspect, and uh, he starts having sort of anxiety disorders throughout it, and just feelings of self worth. Um, but also it's very much that slice of life that you kind of got from Atlanta where it's just little self-contained things with a very small tringent narrative along all of them, which is just, they're just living life. Yeah. There's no sort of big overarching story. Um, it's really fucking good. I, I would give it a recommendation if you've got a couple hours to kill. It gets very, very stylized as well, a bit like BoJack. Is it got, finished? Like, like, is it all out? Numbers. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's all out. I've watched nine episodes out of ten. Uh, I don't know because I haven't seen the last one. Don't know if it's a limited series or not, if it just ends or if it will do a season two or if there'll be any continuations. I yeah. think all of season one is out now. And how long are and the I episodes? Don't know. Uh, first one, I think, is like 40 minutes. And after that, I think they're about 20 minutes each. Oh, okay. Because just I the idea... <sighs> This is what I, was I mean. In a theme is dream like, again, so I'm not a reliable source. <laughs> but um, this is what I mean is just the idea of like another show that's I don't know. Maybe it's just how, the kind of mood I'm in lately. I've been watching more films and stuff, but hmm. I just can't like mentally get over the hurdle of oh this ten hour fucking like show. And the problem, yeah, I think, the problem slug. for me is um, if it's released weekly, it's not nearly as noticeable. Like Peaky Blinders is on at the minute every Sunday. There's an hour long episode and it's great. And then you watch the next one the next week. I mean, I'm not, you know, we're not covering new ground here. This is how TV has worked (laughs) forever. Um, But I feel like the problem with something like Inventing Anna uh, and just that sort of release schedule is I watched it over the course of maybe a couple of weeks. And that's, you know, it's, it's nine episodes. So it's at least nine hours of TV. The last one's like an hour and 20 minutes. Some of them are a bit longer. And to me... That even felt like I was sort of cramming some of them in just to try and get through it, even though I was enjoying it. Um, and then you've got sort of, you know, the the flip side of that now, even with streaming, you've got the Disney Plus model where The Mandalorian and all their Marvel shows and all those kinds of things are released on a weekly schedule. And yeah. I kind of, 
I've, I've done a complete 180, which I wouldn't have thought was the case when I first started watching streaming stuff and everything was dropped at once and it was amazing. Where now I like the fact that like, you know, you think about it for the week, you kind of go on Reddit and look at what people are saying about, oh, what's going to happen, you know, next, blah, blah, blah. Whereas yeah, by so the time... sort of community building of it. Well, exactly. Whereas by the time like I finished watching Inventing Anna, it only released maybe a month ago maybe slightly over a month ago and no yet talking about it well no nobody's talking about it because it dropped everyone binged the entire thing within a few days of it coming out um and now it just like doesn't exist in the cultural zeitgeist anymore and it's like you don't need mm. to you know i'm not obsessed with watching things that are popular per se but it kind of makes it feel like well there's not an audience for this show and yet there probably was it was just a really like fierce one a month ago um I don't know. I'm just kind of ranting about TV, I guess. But like, does any of this resonate with you, or do you think I'm being yeah, an old man? Um, I definitely got because I think you definitely, and it sounds weird. You can get TV burnout. Yeah, where it just gets too much. That happened to me with the. I think the best example is the Marvel Netflix stuff. Mm. When they used to do that, because that used to be, it would come out and I would binge the entire season, like Daredevil season one, season two, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, binge that all in like a weekend. I was like, this is great. And then it just got too much where it was just like, I don't I don't want to watch anymore. Just please, yeah. sir. Just just stop. Just turn the tap off. And um, it's, it's not even like indicative of the quality of the TV because Severance, I really, really enjoy. And I've only watched, I think, three episodes and there's six in total. But I watched the, the most recent one I watched was probably like a week ago. So I might watch another one in a few days. But to me, mentally, like... I kind of prefer that. It's the sort of show I don't want to just burn through all six and it's like, yeah. oh, it's gone. Never mind. Like, It makes me feel really old um, in this, but I like the Disney Plus shows and that sort of weekly release because it, it takes away the element of choice from me and my girlfriend where we're not sat on the sofa going, what do you want to watch tonight, love? It's like, yeah. right, I don't know, Moon Nights out tonight. Let's watch that episode. Done. That's our Wednesday night. We can go now sit in our separate rooms and not talk for five hours and then go to sleep. That's, I think there's that's some our level of interaction. Yeah, there might be some deeper issues you want to investigate there, but we won't nah, go never. into them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Moon Night, that's coming up in like a week, isn't it? That's Moon Night's coming up in a week. Are uh, you well, by the time this episode's out. At all? I'm really looking forward to that. I really love Oscar Isaacs. Um, I mm. really think it looks very interesting. It's set in the UK, I think. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. The only problem is that it's out on the 30th, or at least the first one or few presumably are. Um, and next week, Ooh. I am in Viva Las Vegas. Uh, so by the time this episode hey. comes out, I will be in Viva Las Vegas. Uh, but yeah, so I, I you would I have know. lost all of your money. I will. I'm, I'm <laughs> having a bit of a mental conundrum because I do need money for various things coming up this year. But I'm also like, oh, you could fund the play. Can make, you can make so much more <laughs> if you just yeah. put it all on black. I think most people tend to use Vegas as something of a savings account, don't they? You can just yeah. like, let them have your money, and it will just grow. That's how it works. Exactly, it's a portfolio investment. It it's is an asset. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going there for, for a work thing, so I am technically on business, but I do plan on, uh, on gambling and on seeing, that you know, means you can use the business. <laughs> I don't think they'll appreciate that. Um, have you ever, you've never been to Vegas, I know, but you said before I've to me that you'd, Vegas. you'd, um, you've, you've gambled and things, haven't you? Or has I, it always been like low stakes family sort of I've, things? I've, I've gambled a lot. 
Um, I used to be, I was one of the cool kids in a poker group. Really? That I went to. Yeah, just a, just for like a couple of months, I used to go down quite regularly. I My claim to fame is that I've never once lost a game of poker. What, you've always won? Always walked away with just at least a little bit more money than I went in with. I was like, are that's we, my what, claim to fame. What kind of, uh, what kind of numbers well, it, are we talking? It would here? be, it would be very low stakes. Like everyone would put in a fiver, so I'd walk away with, uh, say, like thirty quid one week, ten quid another week, twenty five. Oh, well, that's good. My biggest pot was like fifty. Yeah. Little tiny bits, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy the thrill of gambling because I like throwing my money at a wall <laughs> and just it leaving my wallet. My, um, um I mean, I've never my been to a casino though. Which no, I'm I mean, very jealous of you doing. We've got them in the UK, like even at fucking. No, they don't exist. No, okay, I'm, I'm not allowed to know that. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've played, you know, I've played poker, I've played blackjack, I played all these things. But generally, they're either just with friends and there's no stakes, or it's on like, you know, that worldwide game switch game that you and I spoke about before, <laughs> or like I don't know. Um, I think Mario. 64 on the DS had a load of mini games, and I used to play Luigi uh, poker. And I thought stuff. they did like Mario's poker. They did. Downtrodden Mario and Luigi losing their life. <laughs> they early. absolutely did. That was a real thing. I'm not going crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I plan on I plan on playing some blackjack. I think uh, I might. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I might uh, get there and be like, maybe I don't want to burn away all my money. But then. I, in my head, I'm like, but think of all the the possibilities. <laughs> so. Also, think of think of the content for the pod when you come back destitute. Yeah, that'll be what really funny. What a story funny. that'll be! I'm sure my girlfriend will love it. Where I'm like, darling, I know we were saving up to put down a deposit, but uh, just think of all the podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> It's an investment. It will make the money back. Yeah, obviously, a hundred percent. But no, so I'm looking forward to that. So you're going to Vegas uh, very, very soon. Yes. Uh, but there was one trip that you never spoke about. Uh, <laughs> because we deleted everything from. Which was you were in San Diego just a couple of weeks ago as well. I was. I'm, I'm something of a globe trotter. If globe just means you are. Uh, the, the West Coast of America. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was in San Diego for, again, another work thing. We were there for a week. It was my first time in America. A lot of firsts. It was first time yeah. on a an intercontinental uh flight because uh, i've only ever really been around europe um it was wait that's not what intercontinental means cross continental cross atlantic i don't know big flight that's what i'm transatlantic what are you trying to say um but yeah no it was it was a very fun trip um it was you know it's hard to kind of condense a week's worth of experience into a concise little uh little package but what i will say yeah. is that i feel like san diego was like the best possible first experience of america and i think vegas is going to be very different um so <laughs> well, we'll, i think it's it's going to be another up there highlight though i'd hope so i don't know it's i mean it's i don't know it's it's one of those places that has so many um you know preconceptions and people kind of i already feel like i know what to expect but i imagine it might be wildly different to that whereas san diego was nice because generally outside of like i don't know anchorman um it's not really a place that is renowned in terms of like not renowned but i don't know what do you understand what i'm trying to say like you know san diego there's no popular culture no it was a clean slate um Um, i i will argue with that of one you've got mrs carmen herself from San Diego, <laughs> right, our, our, and our you third have, member, and you have the greatest blockbuster ever created of Jurassic Park Two. 
Is that in San Heavily Diego? Heavily filmed in San Diego. Pretty sure it's San Diego because they want to put a T-Rex in San Diego Zoo. Oh, nice. I didn't get a chance to go to San Diego Zoo, unfortunately. But um, well, You is... would have seen a T-Rex if you did. That was I a, might have done. Documentary. I've, I've really it's let, the the, I've I've let myself down and I've let you down. Mm. And I'm very sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm kind of half resident of America at the moment. You're going to America <laughs> later this year, aren't you? Going I'm to gonna, Texas. I'm, I'm going to Texas. Okay, the, I don't know why the, you had to say it like that. <laughs> the Lone Star State. Yeah, are you going to shoot people? I, I don't know. What do they do in Texas? I don't know. If if the opportunity of a gun range presents itself, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm no. terrified of guns, so you know, real conquer that fear. Are you actually terrified uh, of guns? I I I just I don't trust them. I don't trust anything that can murder me. <laughs> they are wily. I, I, I have nothing but butter knives in my flat. I just never yeah. know. Never know what's oh, going on. <laughs> my drawer's full of guns. I shoot. I when I need to chop up some carrots, I just shoot them. <laughs> shoot <But> them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm not opposed to a gun range. I know my my girlfriend yeah. for whatever reason is very much opposed. Even though I don't think she's ever really been close to any kind of firearms. But fair enough. You know, in the UK here, we're not really uh, a gun we're country. The only thing that we've been sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for in proximity to i don't know uh yeah just been able to use is air rifles as opposed to actual have you ever used an air rifle i've used air rifles i've never used any kind of gun beyond a paintball gun that's why i'm terrified of them they make (laughs) loud noises i do like like paintball i think it's going to be slightly different to that but i just a side note i quite i haven't played paintball in a while we should go do some paintball tom i want to shoot you in the face (laughs) thank you you're welcome you do some live paintballing what is live what with like live ammunition yeah (laughs) isn't that a magic gun range thing having a big Um, sippy of water uh, you sounded like you're about to tee up another topic. No, I, I enjoyed the fact that you had to you, you had to end a Y on that, so it wasn't just a sip; it was a sippy. Really added extra. <laughs> You've broken my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was going to go back now because we've we've done the America talk. The yeah. standard we have it every week with this done now. We do. Um, I was going to go back to a point I teed up earlier mm. of streaming platforms. Hmm. Um, because I've I've been racking my brain through it recently quite a lot, where I won't I won't tell what I like I like getting different stream platforms because I'm very eclectic in what I like to watch every now and then I like to yeah. jump between things. So yeah. you've got your Now TVs, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon, uh, Apple TV, which I'm pretty sure you've experienced all of those as well. I have um, uh, through yeah. different means of yeah. theft, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I just want to get your thoughts because I I feel like streaming platforms from what they used to be they're a lot worse now (laughs) okay how so and well I think Amazon Plus for me sealed the deal Amazon Prime where uh, no, I'm an Apple Plus. See, okay. there's already too many. <laughs> I mean, you're still in the process of dying, so I think I can forgive you. Yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to go a little bit zany. Um, it was just the interface of using Apple Plus and not knowing how to turn on subtitles because I I can barely hear in the best of days. I'm, I'm the kind of boy who needs to have subtitles constantly on. Yeah. Um, the interface on using it was just horrendous. And then you go to something like Amazon, and I'll be honest, it makes me sound old as shit. The best subtitle interface I've ever seen in my life. 
You say that, but I feel like Amazon sometimes some content, and this could just be some old film I was watching that they hadn't coded it for, but sometimes you can't even access subtitles. I Maybe I'm... I feel like Netflix is probably the best subtitle thing. Yeah. I don't uh, know. They, they get, they're big. There's only one saying. Amazon, you can change font. You can change... I spend hours playing with subtitles on Amazon. <laughs> I find it very fun. It's my favourite kind of game. What a fascinating topic um, this is. <laughs> which not just, which no. streaming platform has the best subtitle options? No, it's, it's not just subtitles. I was going to tee up and go on to just okay. in terms of content, original content. Yeah. Because Apple made a big push to get in quite a few big names. Like you had uh, Tom Holland's, I think it was Cherry, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that was one had... of the... But that was also released in the cinema, I think. And that's the yeah. thing is a lot of these, like there's an air of exclusivity that doesn't actually exist. Like a lot of Netflix originals that they'll tout as that. They've just, just been bought. Yeah, and... exactly. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know, like uh, Derek, I think the Ricky Gervais series um, was one where I saw it and it was like a Netflix original because d- he signed a massive massive deal with Netflix. It's like, I'm mm, pretty sure that was on like yeah. Channel 4 originally or something. We've got the um, the Last Kingdom that they've, it has topical. They've just released new episodes. That started as a BBC thing. But is that the zombie thing? The rights to it halfway through. No, Last Kingdom is uh, the Vikings thing. Oh, okay. There's, see, there's so many series. I just don't know. There is. Um, and that's how do you how do you separate the the wheat from the chaff as it is? That is definitely each of them have got tentpole series, but they're all just a bit. There's a lot of middling content on all of them. Oh, hundred percent. There's too many. Yeah, no, hundred percent. This comes back to kind of what I was saying about like the sheer. Um, pace at where like especially netflix i think is one of the worst for this the pace at which they put out new content means it's almost impossible to know what's actually good and what's worth watching because Mm. you know every week they'll put up 10 new series 10 new films like and it's i I, it kind of sounds like we're just complaining about oh there's too many good things to watch but it's like well no it makes it impossible to kind of sort through and like there's also not too many good things to watch they're all no slightly above average um, I will say, just while we're talking about Netflix original content, one of the things I'm genuinely most excited for about this Vegas trip is on the plane over, I'm going to watch Ozark season two. And I can't yeah. wait because I've only seen season one. And I, because uh, because it's so easy to binge these things, you said mm. to me about this and I very much it took that on board with Ozark is like, I've kind of gone out of my way to artificially spread it out because even though it would have been years apart that the seasons come out, I watched season one when I was um, flying to San Diego and I haven't actually watched any of it since. And like, I've left it because now I'm going to watch yeah, season two about a down, month later. And, then we go back to um, it. and I'm really excited I mean, for it. We can we can watch season two together. Well, not together, but at the same time. <laughs> Are you going to sit in my suitcase? The plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can, that can be a, that can be a whole thing. We can, I can, we can talk about Ozark catch up and then we can leave it a month. <laughs> the TV three. show that's been out for like <laughs> five years. <laughs> that's what we're known for. We talk about very <laughs> untimely things. Um, but um, gun to your head then. Yeah. What would you say is the best streaming platform? Offers the best content, the best range, the best user interface, everything. Mm. Um, purely in terms of the one that I probably... For me, um, because of the kind of films I watch and things, I would probably have to say Amazon, but weirdly not because mm. of its streaming capabilities, because I don't really watch many Amazon series or anything like that. I've only ever seen like The Boys and Invincible, and that might be it. Um, but just because Amazon 
Prime, the actual platform, uh, makes yeah. it so easy to rent films. And like, that's something I do yeah. way more than I ever thought I would because I'll often, so I go on Letterboxd and if you have, I think you have to have a premium account, but um, it tells you like which streaming services a film is available on. And more often than not, it will just have the Amazon Prime logo and that just means you can rent it on there. And I like, sometimes I'll rent like, three four films a week because they're generally only like two pound fifty and i know that kind of defeats the purpose of paying for an amazon prime like membership but <laughs> um i don't know yeah amazon for me is probably that but in terms of ui i hate amazon um i really th i thought apple's was really clean i've only gone on it briefly to watch severance but it, i liked the layout of it um but then in terms of content i think apple plus is really lacking at the minute just because yeah. i mean they've got great stuff on there it looks like but there's just not much of it yeah i, um, I didn't like the whole you load because with amazon at least it has the little prime banner so you know immediately oh i can watch yes this for free. Yeah, yeah yeah you load up apple plus and it's a bunch of shows and tv shows you have to pay for and yeah. you sort of scroll along to find free stuff. That's what I didn't like personally. Yeah. This is all very like first world problemly, but I no, think I it's, mean... it's something to have a good chat about. Tom, we're recording a podcast called Bevies with the Boys. I think we're a couple oh, yeah. of first world problem <laughs> kind of guys. <laughs> That's the main issues we face. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that what you've kind of picked up there is that there are many problems with all of the streaming services as much as there are you know benefits to them i mean i 100 percent agree with the apple thing is like they've put films on there like the matrix resurrections was just added um which isn't something i'd re-watch but i was like oh you can watch this for free click on it and it's like do you want to buy it for 12 pound yeah. i'm like absolutely not um yeah, there's no renting either it's just like oh just spend all of the money you own yeah and as movie. you say there's no there is as far as i can tell zero indication um what is free with apple plus and what is uh you know part of a more paid add-on sort of thing um mm. amazon as well just while i was talking about renting things on there and finding that really useful amazon's kind of crazy because you would have noticed this i imagine it has like 10 extra streaming channels within it that you can buy oh yeah you um, can like pay extra for exclusive content from different companies yeah there's like shudder i think is through amazon and bfi player and movie oh no movie yeah. might have its own one um but, but yes yeah, so mgm as well didn't they uh yeah amazon just bought mgm so i imagine that'll be yeah. another thing added to it um but yeah so that's pretty crazy i mean netflix does have good content i like the layout of netflix generally even though there's way too many things on there um but even that has downsides i mean as we've spoken about the saturation of content is you know is tricky to get over um and also i don't know that might be the only thing for me because i like that app as well i like that you can download content even though you can do that with most of the streaming services now um hbo max is meant to be really good but we haven't got that in the uk yet yeah, i think we're getting it though yeah, it's kind of spread out between Amazon and Now TV. Yeah. HBO Max. I it's think we're getting an actual thing. HBO Max app, though. Maybe. Let's add another one. Another so, one yeah. for the collection. <laughs> another one for you to, to tack on. Um, uh, but yeah, no, so I don't know. Streaming is, is a behemoth, and sometimes it's really useful, and sometimes it just means that you sit there with your dinner going cold, going, what should yeah. I watch for an I, hour? I, honestly would say my favorite one now and i never thought it would be when it was released was disney plus really just, just because of i don't watch anything the back catalog well i think the back catalog of stuff the content the content they're making now um because i'm thinking through and like now tv it's great for the occasional thing but you have to pay for each package mm. netflix is just i think that's just your average streaming service that's your basic it's, yeah it's the baseline watch something um 
and everyone else just has pro- Disney Plus works beautiful really high quality movies and TV shows especially now that they own Fox as well there's some really good stuff on there coming yeah. out hopefully soon uh, so yeah that's, that's the current reigning champ which I, I hate to give it to the mouse because <laughs> dude, boy howdy is he a mean man uh, yeah. but fuck it yeah it's, it's a worthwhile thing owning yeah well, I have uh, I have a kind of similar-ish topic I wanted to to pose to you, um, just al- along the lines of kind of I guess media and how we consume it and all that jazz. Um, and this is perhaps the most millennial uh, millennial thing I will ever say. But have have you ever heard of the radio? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I have. Do you? I, I've heard rumblings about it. Right. This sounds genuinely insane, but I don't think. I've ever really sat down and listened to the radio or in my car even I gen I just only listen to either Spotify playlists or podcasts via Spotify and things mm. like that um, and the reason I am posing this insane topic is because the other day I drove to the cinema to go watch one of several horror films I've seen in the last week which I'll come to in a bit um, but the the radio was on and uh, normally I'd immediately switch that over to my aux lead and just load up Spotify and listen to the same old stuff but um, and this is an entirely separate conversation that I kind of want to have with you, but I've kind of been getting quite bored of my music lately and I find it difficult to um, branch out and discover new stuff because although Spotify has its playlists like your Discover Weeklies yeah. and all that, generally mine haven't been great and they've driven my, me away from that kind of thing. So I end up listening oh, to like the boy, same I things. can give you a 10 hour playlist of Scar, don't you worry, <laughs> I'll bring it right back around for you. Well that doesn't solve my problems but thank you for the <laughs> offer. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I, I, I loaded up the, I had the, not loaded up the fucking radio. The radio was on and it <laughs> you, was, you um, wound it up. You got it, the bulbs warmed. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a guy called Johnny Walker, who uh, is quite a renowned BBC Radio 2 host. Um, and he, he does a few shows, but he, he was currently doing the, the rock show, uh, which is every eight till 9 PM, I think on a Saturday. And it made me realize that like I'm missing out on such an amazing uh, curated music experience because it's not only like an hour of rock music, but it's like, you know, and this I fully appreciate anyone listening to this might think I'm either a a complete fucking moron or B, as I said, just a stupid millennial. (laughs) But like (laughs) it blew my mind how much I'd been missing out on this where. You know, he's got interviews with the bands he has on. It's all very structured in the sense that it'll be like, you know, he'll interview someone and beforehand he'll play a song by them and then they'll mention a band and then it will immediately go into that. And it's essentially like you can listen to them on the BBC Sounds app app afterwards. It's essentially just an hour long like musical podcast rather than to me. the I think the reason I never really listen to much radio is because it's kind of the idea of it's just pop uh shitty chart stuff all day with like an annoying host in between and now yeah. i've started listening to it more i'm like huh there are actually really good like more curated bespoke sort of shows um but i don't know i mean what do you you get in the car you drive to work what are you normally listening to do you put the radio on or are you just well, spotify i i never listen to the radio uh myself in my car i'm always i have multiple playlists for multiple occasions whatever mood i'm in Mm. boom i've got the music that i want for it and i what i love about a lot of spotify playlists is you go you put in all the songs you want say like a five-hour playlist and at the very end you've just got here you might also like these songs and i just always just fucking hammer on some of those so i've got a few songs spread in between which i have no idea what they're going to sound like or what they're going to be yeah um i will say my recently 
I say recently, about a month ago, my car stopped working as a car. Um, <laughs> okay. And I had to use my girlfriend's at the time. And obviously I couldn't connect my phone because it was a, an older mobile. Um, so I, I had back to it because I drive every day for at least an hour um, back to back radio listening. And mm. I agree very much at the start, it was nice to have sort of a nice curated uh, sound. Um, I really found the personalities interesting. I listened to a lot of BBC Suffolk because that's just the kind of person I <laughs> of am. Of course you do, right. Um, and it was it was a nice breath of fresh air, but very soon it it got very, very draining where it would be the same kind of jokes because obviously it's very structured. You have the same personalities. They have shows. They'll be in, say, like, ah, oh, we do the 10 a.m. show. We're in from 10 a.m. to 11 every single morning. And mm. then it starts getting very, very repetitive with the personalities and the kind of styles of music they have, um, which is why radio does mix it up and they have at different time slots different people all the time. And it's... It's its whole other industry. It's it's this behemoth that goes on. Um, but I think there is a reason a lot of people have gone to streaming platforms and that is because they want that sort of self-control and self-image of... Because the shitty thing about radio is if you don't like a song, you've either got to find a new channel or just bear through it. If I don't like a song that's playing on my Spotify, there's a little skip button. I can just... <laughs> yeah. Job done. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it partly comes down to how you and I consume media in that I, as I said, I've kind of just got to the point where maybe it's, I'm not being as adventurous as I should be, but I'm just a little bored by the, cause like my Spotify liked playlist, which is just all the songs you like on there is like over 2000 songs now. And yet if I yeah. just put that on shuffle, I feel like every song that comes on, I've heard at least 200 times and I'm like, Oh, I'm just kind of bored of this. <laughs> Whereas yeah. like. You know, when I was listening to this, um, the rock show with old Mr. Johnny Walker, it, like I knew one of the songs and it was Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden because it was like the 40th anniversary or something. And the rest of like the hour long show, I learned so much not only about music, but just heard so many new songs. And I think it's just the place I'm in at the minute is it was such a breath of fresh air that I'm like, I don't really want to use Spotify. I just want to you know, as you can go back and, as I said, on the, the old BBC Sounds app, you, this isn't promoted by them, but I just, <laughs> I, I have basically... Are you the Mr. BBC? <laughs> I am. Uh, but I've just learned, like, a thing that most people, I think, take for granted, that I just had, it was an area I hadn't dipped my toes into, and now I'm like, yeah. wow, you guys have been hiding this for all this time. <laughs> like This revolutionary new thing called radio. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I, I, mean, it, I didn't properly listen to music and this is a strange thing to say, but I feel like I didn't listen to music really until I was like 13, 14. Like a lot of people have those stories of they grow up listening to blah, blah, blah. But I just never had a, an interest in it. Um, and I think that like when I did start listening to music properly, it was, I were, well, initially it was, I'd download the album on iTunes and then listen to that one album constantly. And then I eventually yeah. got into Spotify and really now that's all I use. So I've never had that experience of just like listening to the radio because whenever I was in the car, it was like listen to the same things, go on Spotify or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just wanted to get your take on it because you are, as we said, you're quite a musical boy. Um, what I would say you might enjoy doing, which I don't know if it's anything you've ever done, is a lot of artists on Spotify will have either self-curated playlists or playlists of artists that they like. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Um, that's a fantastic way of find. If you find a couple of good playlists from different artists, it's a really good way of, one, just you get to see more of the inspiration. You get to appreciate more of the artists because you're like, oh, this is what they've been listening to. This is what they've been inspired by. And also you tend to get a different swathe of music that you never would really listen to because it mm. just it turns a little bit. It's a lot of more undersigned albums and artists who maybe don't get as much publicity. Yeah. So it's, that's that's a cool way of adding a breath of fresh air to your Spotify listening is what I would say. I think I definitely check those out and I think that's it is I just need to go out of my way to... I kind of got to the point where I was you know, taking it for granted that I just put on the same playlists and like the same... I like podcasts. Like I've got about... I don't know seven weekly podcasts I listen to um mm. but between that uh I don't know I think I just need to start being more adventurous with it and like just yeah exploring more um of cur- the curated side of it because I guess that I've reached the point where my personal curation bores me <laughs> so I need someone else's opinion which does not mean super tramp. <laughs> yeah well yes I absolutely have <laughs> but I was gonna say other other people's curation tom is not an invite for your 10 hour scar playlist thank you very much it's always an invitation by 10 hour scar playlist i'll impose that on any motherfucker who wants it um something else i just wanted to rant about (laughs) again this is basically me going has this happened to you tom or am i going crazy (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you know you don't wait first things first actually this might immediately derail this do you use the facebook app at all or are you completely off that uh, I've gone back to it recently. I've no, I don't post. I don't interact with it, but I find okay. it easy. Basically, I just like looking at the community posts and seeing how angry people get about <laughs> general stuff. Um, do you, uh, you know, how Instagram's got like Instagram Reels now, or Instagram, basically their version of TikTok? Um, have, right, do you ever, yeah. do you ever see on Facebook like they they push it on there now as well? Is that just like your Facebook stories? um not so much stories there's like a separate tab or sometimes it's in the feed where it is like i think it's called facebook reels and it is essentially like those tiktok things but the reason i want to bring this up and it sounds like you haven't encountered this but oh boy just you wait um (laughs) is like on instagram maybe it's the algorithm maybe it's whatever i generally get suggested stuff that a i'll like and b already has like a hundred thousand views for the most part so you know it's going to be you know yeah actual content that you'd want to watch um facebook for whatever reason has decided to uh constantly show me now um in the facebook reels whatever you call them instagram reels that have like 10 views and are generally just somebody sitting in their home with a filter on just going like oh that's pretty cool and then it ends and i'm just like is this when we're talking about media and consuming things is this the level we've reached where now facebook thinks that i just it's essentially like goggle box that. but you for love things seeing just someone in a dog filter going hey and then just that's the end of it but i think that i've broken my algorithm now where it genuinely thinks that is what i want to see because i keep that clicking is, them being like surely this isn't see. another one of these fucking things <laughs> and it's not it's hard i can't convey enough how it is literally just like 10 seconds of some person who looks like you know i'm not casting any judgment they just look like someone who's a plumber or just a a normal looking human being whereas instagram is all hyper like focus you know hyper stylized whatever these are just normal people sitting in their home sometimes they point the camera to their kid and be like do a little dance and then and it's just it's the strangest fucking thing in the world and i feel like i'm losing my mind (laughs) you might be 
You, you, I, I like your voyeuristic just descent now into Facebook. I don't want these this. people don't mean to post these things. They're only posting it for your approval. It genuinely it. feels like that. It feels like I've kind of looked into someone's like personal, you know, phone camera reel, and I'm like, I don't want to see this, and yet I can't turn yeah. away. It's You've so fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, that's, that's another thing that I wanted to touch on with you about. Actually, it transitions right. beautifully. Of obviously. As we've said before, I haven't been able to do much this week, mainly just sit and watch Due to and consume death media. And all that. Yeah. And one of the rabbit holes I went down was watching a whole fucking bunch of TikTok compilations. Oh, Christ. Because I'm like, okay. what the fuck else am I going to do with my day? Yeah. Uh, it started with watching cute animal ones because I like a cute animal. Mm. And it spiraled down. And I don't know if now I'm just old. And I don't know if I'm just a fucking boomer, as the kids would say. Um, but they're mean. Like, kids these days are really mean. <laughs> what have you been watching? Like, just, like, kids bullying each other. Yeah, because I, I remember, obviously, Vine was the big thing when we were growing up. Yeah. And I will still laugh and quote a whole bunch of different Vines. Um, because they were just, like, funny little slice-of-life moments that just happened. Like two guys chilling in a hot tub or yeah. road work ahead. Those are yeah. easy, nice, encapsulated vines. A Drew most good of the and TikTok, classic. Yeah, most of the TikTok compilations are just like 13-year-old kids just fucking breaking shit really? or <laughs> hurting their friends or doing something to embarrass someone. I'm like, what? what is going on? Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. This is a, I don't I mean, know if I like it. This is very unfamiliar to me. I don't really, I haven't seen this kind of, I mean, I've, I saw like headlines where it was like kids were just fucking up their schools and yeah, destroying that was, stuff. Yeah, that was, that was a whole uh, like TikTok challenge, which yeah. was they would just go and just break a bunch of shit and then be like, ah, as for the TikTok. And the other one was, um, what is like the biggest thing you can steal? Yeah, I, like, I remember seeing that. What's, what's going on here, gang? <laughs> let's let's be honest. Is this comedy? Is this what it's turned into? It's yeah, it's it's pretty insufferable. But I do also feel like this entire episode has just been you and I being like, "What are the kids doing these days?" <laughs> <laughs> like, and, but then also the flip side of that of like, have you ever heard of radio? Like, it's just, I don't know what's happened. Sweet spot. We're in a We're weird just limbo. Below that millennial. <laughs> Not Gen Z, not millennial. We're in the no man's land. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the the generations are. Um, But no, I haven't watched those horrible, mean TikTok compilations. And I'd recommend you stop doing so. Stop encouraging that kind of vile behaviour. I will. I do. I I post on each one going, yeah, fucking get them. (laughs) I really rile them up. Steal those retractors. I don't know. (laughs) Probably big. I'd I'd probably lose that that particular challenge. uh, what other things do I have to talk about? I saw a few films this week. Do you want to hear Kieran's little film review corner? I'd, I'm excited for your little film record, uh, corner because I saw a small spoiler of you had posted a review of a film the other day uh, of a one star. And I think that's <laughs> the first time in a long time I've seen you post a one star review. I was like, oh boy, I can't wait for him to be angry on the podcast. Uh, I'm not even going to be angry at that. That was just... So I'll, I'll go in chronological order. So I've watched... Um, well, I've watched a few films, but I've watched two. No, I'll tell you what. The first thing, I watched Turning Red after your recommendation and yeah. uh, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I, um, hmm. I thought that considering it was quite interesting that on that episode we'd spoken about like the, um, the sort of Mitchell's versus Machines new wacky style of animation because I feel like Turning Red, as much as it was a Pixar film, 
did feel very kind of frenetic and you know quite um just pleasing to look at i really yeah, liked it, it it's very it's very high energy all the way through with the animation style as yeah. well which i did like obviously i it, it for me it wasn't as funny but a lot of care and effort went into making the animation super fluid and it looks fucking fantastic yeah i mean i, I you know i won't i won't re-review it because you spoke about it last week but i i did enjoy it very much i'd say if you if you have disney plus then uh, definitely check that one out um another film i saw at the cinema the first of two horror films uh both of which unfortunately weren't amazing but one of which was considerably worse um but the first one was just called x uh which is quite tricky to look up when you're on you know google or whatever um but basically it is a uh 1970s kind of throwback where it's, it's set in the 1970s uh, the end of the 70s, I think 1979, so around the sort of time of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's very obvious because it's basically that sort of vibe it's going for. Yeah. Um, and Leatherface shows up every five minutes. He doesn't, unfortunately. Really ties it, would it have, into it. It would have very much improved <laughs> it. But um, it's basically, it's uh, six, six, yeah, I think it's six, um, friends slash business partners go to this very secluded farm in Texas to uh, shoot some porn. Uh, to shoot some porn yeah. movies together and um they are renting like this little outhouse thing uh from this really elderly couple that are on this massive compound um a la, you know uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ish and um it's just kind of about I don't know it's everyone in the horror community is kind of raving about it at the minute I thought that it was okay but it very much is just kind of look at my influences and those films are better. Like, you know, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's sort of that entire exploitation, you know, sex yeah. mixed with horror. Um, it's a whole, you know, there's a thousand films you could watch that are similar, but um, it was all right. Everyone's kind of going crazy about it at the minute and I don't know why. And I feel like that's a lot of content lately. I'm like, am I just yeah. an old man What listening all, to the radio? <laughs> it's all stuff you've seen before. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but it was okay. I feel like, you know, it, it, it's got good aesthetics and it feels very much like a 70s kind of uh, horror movie like Texas James Massacre, but it's it's not got the same, I don't know, appeal or the content to sort of fill, fill that in. Um, talking about content to fill it in, I also watched a film called I'm going to butcher this, but it's the Korean word for mum. And it's it's U-M-M-A. So I think I'm going to say umma. It might be like umma. I don't know how you pronounce oh, it. This is the one I'm excited for. Well, <laughs> so I did, as you said, I, on Letterboxd, I gave this a one-star review. Um, but that was mostly, unfortunately, not because it was so bad that I was furious with it. Just because it was fucking boring and wasted my time. <laughs> um like it's it was weird so uh, i've watched several films lately turning red included there's a big connection oddly between turning red and uma um in that they're both movies which deal with kind of the like mother daughter relationship so uma is basically um sandra o oh, who most people will know from killing eve um she is a korean woman who has uh moved to the u.s uh, so she's actually, I think, mostly American, but her, she moved to the US at a very young age with her Korean parents. Um, mm. Her dad then died and her mum then went back to Korea. She still lives in the US, finds out that her mum has died and you get sort of kind of flashbacks to how her mum used to like torment and torture her when she was younger and just had was a very nasty woman. Um, 
and then she starts getting haunted by like the spirit of her mother because uh she didn't get a proper burial and i don't know there's like there is an idea in there that is probably really interesting but it was like horror movie 101 where 90 percent of the i guess you'd call them scares are just like someone turns around and there's something in their face or like it's just it was incredibly dull i i uh, for one like that every ghost is accompanied by a string quartet oh honestly do a very sharp sound and run away yeah, in the darkness scampering it was, away it was just boring like and i wish that i really wish that i could rant about it but it was just so nothing that i'm like I don't even have I don't even have the energy to be like this was a piece of shit. It was just like that. Yeah. I guarantee by next week I'll have forgot I saw it. Um, so yeah, sorry to disappoint if you were expecting a big explosive, you know, tear down <laughs> of this was, movie. And but that's fine. Um, it was just I don't know. It was just nothing. Like it was just such a. It was the perfect example of why people don't like horror because it was just like the most paint by numbers ghost story movie that had no kind of nothing to really say um and was generally pretty shitty so yeah there you go <laughs> so it gets the kieran watch of the week absolutely go, go and watch check it out them. it's incredible uh, i um, feel like spider-man has sapped all of my fun from movies because i can't remember now going to a film and enjoying it since spider-man really i've seen quite a few of them yeah like every, everyone was just like oh that was that was good was in I mean, at the cinema, like the the experience the cinema, of going to the cinema. Other films, I've just been like, that was good. Um, actually, no, Jackass was the only other one where I was Jackass like, you know was what, yeah. that was better than I expected. But I think that's because I expected it to be dog shit, and it was better than dog shit. Yeah, um, I mean, to be fair, like, uh, oh, I realised I haven't actually. Sorry, I was just looking through my letterbox to see if I could disagree with you, but I don't know if I entirely could beyond. Um, What's that fucking movie I spoke about the other week? The porno one. Uh, Red Rocket. That was really Red good. Rocket. But no, yeah. beyond that, I kind of agree with you. Like, it's sort of that early year slump where the big summer blockbusters aren't out yet. I hoped that normally, this kind of time of year, we get a lot of, like, the Oscar leftovers. But I feel like generally a lot of films are getting released internationally at the same time now. So we haven't even got that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No. Movies have been kind of... Movies have been kind of air. I don't know if I've got the hiccups or I'm burping lots. So I think that's my body saying, stop talking, Beautiful. please. Um, let's, let's wrap this baby up. <laughs> let's put this baby down. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, thank you very much for listening. We're very appreciative. We're very thankful that you decided to listen to our voices for a long time. Um, as always, as always again, Follow us on Instagram, at BevBoysPod, Facebook, Babies of the Boys. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Write something nice on there. Uh, rate us on Spotify. You can do that now. You can put five stars on there. I might try and ask you a question via Spotify, because apparently I can do that now, but it probably won't pop up. So, uh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't speak about Elden Ring, but don't worry. I'm still very much playing that constantly. Um, uh, that's because that's that's all you've been doing there's no, that there's is no all I've been ad, doing. added element to it uh and i suppose that that brings us to the end of another super successful episode so i will say to you tom and to our listeners uh bye <laughs>